Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, yes it is. And Riverdale has returned for its second episode after the break, which I feel like should have been an episode before a break. Yeah, this actually would have been a great episode before a break. <laughs> is This feels like a, a, a crescendo. Do you think they... Okay, because they know that wouldn't work. I was going to say, they knew they were doing the Love, Simon tie-in. And then I was like, but the tie-in happened last episode. Yeah, the problem is that they're so, that is so sequential that, like... Yeah, there's no way this episode could have happened before <laughs> the previous episode. No, instead we get the episode where uh, <laughs> where Hermione is like, Come to my cliffside, young boy. Let me tell you about crime. I will not be involved in the rest of this. And also, I'm not going to tell you anything about... About crime, but you'll but you'll really feel like you know a lot about it. Crime, it exists. It throughout this, I am so like I try to focus so hard on, especially with the lodges and Archie, trying to figure out how much each person knows, and it seems to change from line to line. It's impossible to tell. It's impossible to tell. And you know what? Because they all maybe knew more than we did. Maybe, but maybe not. That <laughs> I don't made it know. even harder. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know at all. Uh, in pre-podcast banter, I'm trying really hard to think about R- Riverdale. Yeah. But I'm mostly thinking about the fact that Halo Top ice cream finally came to Canada. Yeah, that's ice cream with... Health. Yeah. But, oh, so last weekend, I did drive after drive. I went to so many grocery stores trying to find this Halo Top and also trying to find eggs. Yeah. Couldn't find Halo Top. Did you find eggs? No! Wow. I just, I wanted... I'm more shocked about one of those than the other. I just wanted the PC Blue Menu eggs. They have Omega-3 in them. They're better than the terrible brown container eggs. <laughs> I went to so many superstores, which is where they sell PC products. No. No PC eggs. Nothing. And also, I have points with Superstore, the PC Optimum points, which are supposed to give me points on recommended items, and one of the recommended items was the eggs. But there, but there was no eggs. <laughs> there was no eggs. I guess because they were so well recommended. No, they're personally recommended based on your spending history. Wait, there's many people who are personally recommending those eggs. Maybe you're not special, Aaron. I am special. <laughs> I am exclusively recommended eggs, spinach... <laughs> Beans, <laughs> avocado. You seem like a sad white girl. <laughs> do you want? <laughs> what do you have? These eggs. <laughs> they're like, hey, girl, here's some meal prep. <laughs> and then every couple of weeks, they're like, double points if you buy some M and M's confectioneries. And I'm like, I do want chocolate, thank you. <laughs> you just do whatever superstore tells you to do. And I'm like, you're right. My stock has gotten low. I should replenish it. And then I get bonus points. <laughs> Thank you. you know, we always say such bad things about, like, Alexa and all those, like, like AIs we're letting into our house. But it seems like the Superstore is doing great for you. It's really working for it's me. Really, it's, really, it's really hitting your brand pretty well. It really knows who I am as a person and what I want in life. Oh, it's been a while since Aaron bought herself some candy. We should go remind her. Yeah, offer her double points. Yeah, Tell her it's go. time for candy. Tell her it's time for candy. She's probably out of the last kind. <laughs> That candy dish she keeps in her house for guests? Empty. <laughs> Which mostly I just eat whenever I go over. It's for guests. You're a guest. Yeah. yeah. Guest. Guest. All right. Well, let's uh probably move on and do the episode now. I have four types of Halo Top now. Oh, yeah. That's the end of that story. Good climax. <laughs> Thanks. Really told that story well. It really had a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, you nailed it. Really built. 
I mean, I mean, there was a desire, then there was then there was a journey with you know resistance, and then you had a success. That's it, not the, if that's the hero's hero's journey, I don't know what is. It was a better story than this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you that one. All right. Well, this is uh, number uh, number. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I looked at my notes. And they had all gone blank, and I'm like, oh. what? And I tried to scrolling up, and that would work. And then I scrolled down, and somehow they had gotten below my screen. Good. Yeah. Notes app. Hmm. Great work. <laughs> Good job, Windows. Uh, this is Season 2, Episode 15, There Will Be Blood. There Will Be Blood. probably one of the ones where your whisper worked the best it was a very good whisper it was very good because this is a very uh spooky title yeah a reference to a not I spooky guess, movie yeah i mean pretty dark yeah. um there will be blood is a i mean it's daniel day lewis being an oil guy Ugh. i have a lot of feelings about daniel day lewis and none of them are good that is not what this podcast that's, is for that's fine though. he's a lot of feelings about acting and not a lot of them are good he gives acting a bad name as a professional theater artist who, by the way, was texted last night and invited to come to callbacks for a show that she did not audition for. That's how talented I am. All right. He gives acting a bad name. No, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm, fine, with, I'm fine with delving into that a little bit. No, I, I, I agree. There's this thing you yell on now where it's like, well, if you're going to be an actor, you have to, like, punish yourself and be a jerk. And, you know, you can tell they're a really good actor because they never get out of character. They just stay so deep inside it the entire time. No, you, you know what a really good actor can do? Drop in and out of character at the drop of a hat. And a really good actor can divorce themselves from the psychopath that they're playing. Yeah, it, it's like when um uh, Jared Leto was being a jerk hole during the filming of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I never thought of Ooh, what a good actor. He won't leave his character. I'm like, oh, what a jerk hole. Or when Shia LaBeouf wouldn't be a good human being and only stayed in character when he was on the set of Fury. <laughs> to the point that they made him stay in a different hotel than the rest of the actors. And he ripped one of his teeth out. Yeah. Guys, that's not acting. That's just being a jerk knob. That's just being a crazy person. And again, I've played a crazy person on stage. Kevin, you saw that show. You yeah. helped me with my lines. Yeah. And granted, I would walk off stage. I would have to sit backstage, like, with my knees up against my chest in my robe and, like, sit and think for, like, ten minutes after I got off stage. And then I'd be like, cool, I'm Aaron again. Like, if there was any other job and you and you, you, and you were like, man, they're, they're, a, I don't know, they're a really good, I don't know, accountant. They just can't divorce themselves from their work. You'd be like, that actually sounds like a problem. Yeah, you should leave the work at work and yeah. have home at home. Yeah, if you can't divorce, like in every other job, you're yeah. like, you no one's like, oh yeah, you just can't get out of it, can you? Yeah, being an actor is not an excuse for not having social skills and not being a functional adult. Being an artist makes you an artist. It doesn't make you special. Oh, right, you know what? Let's let's try this again. This is season two, episode fifteen. There will be blood. There will be blood. This is a very bizarre opening because Jughead opens 
talking about himself. He writes a book about himself writing. Yeah, he writes about himself writing, writing about how he likes maps. <laughs> well, Jughead has become Sheriff Keller. Yeah, he made his beautiful mind wall. And his much better than Sheriff Keller's beautiful mind wall. Well, he he like it has a map on it. It does have a And map. he just sort of marked off all the places on the map. <laughs> all the places that Hiram Lodge bought. Yeah, he really wants to discover what Hiram's up, Hiram's up to, and FB's like, why? He's... Also, he does not point this out, but I point this out. Jughead is drinking a lot of coffee at like <laughs> 10 or sorry, 7 p.m. It's like 7.10. Yeah. And also, I mean, this why, has to be a school night. Why is FP coming home from the diner at 7.10 p.m.? Like, that seems like prime dinner rush time. Well, maybe maybe he got off early and he just hung around for a little bit. Like, oh, off, maybe he had dinner at the restaurant before he left. Yeah. Like, I'll accept that. Yeah, like, like he, he did the lunch rush. He was the day close. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a 24-hour diner. That's true. So, like, their shifts are probably... And they were like, hey, FP, you want your staff meal? And he was like, yes, give me a burger. Yeah, I can I will that. not bring home food for my child. Uh, he just eats coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he just chews up coffee grounds, you know, like a grizzled old reporter. It's a real problem. I'm worried about my child. So Jughead is very set and determined during this episode that Hiram Lodge bought the register so to shut down any dissenting voices. And I cannot recall a single time that the register wrote anything against Hiram Lodge. And and even then, like, I, I don't know. That's just a – we don't see any evidence of that ever. Mostly because I've never seen the register actually put out a paper. Other than the one time that <laughs> Alice Cooper <laughs> – which published a, the Black Hood. Well, she also, I, I think, published. She also published uh, uh, Jason's uh, autopsy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she only publishes things out of spite. The, so the the right, register is so irregular. How often does it come out? I mean, to be to be fair, Alice gets a lot of spite, but lately it's been a little bit slow. She's pretty distracted. <laughs> it's, it's it's a spite based uh, system. <laughs> no wonder Hal could just sell it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So then we see, which is either a meeting or a family dinner. Yeah, the Andrews and the Lodges, like all of them, are just hanging out. And I'm like, this is super weird. Not not all that Hiram insists he sits at the head of the table and no one else <laughs> sits at the other head of the table. I know. <laughs> so it really is like a boardroom meeting. It's such an obvious, like, setup for the camera. <laughs> Like, you have Hiram, and then you have Hermione and Veronica sitting next to him on, like, you know, perpendicular to him. And then Archie and Luke Perry Andrews on the other side. Well, I mean, Kevin, that's just dining etiquette. You should put the couples across from each other so they can't just talk to each other. (laughs) 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 Uh, And Uh, the lodges are like, hey, uh, Luke Perry. We got this 30-year-old rum. Come into our office and drink it. Veronica and Archie, stay here. So rather than seeing, trying to figure out what's happening with them, we're, we, like, cut away from this scene. Like, they, when, when he says, hey, we should go drink this scotch. He it's not scotch, it's rum, which sorry, is rum. so dumb. He's just like, instead of being like, hey, we should go drink this rum after dinner, they mean right now. Yeah, at this moment. <laughs> they leave the table to go drink some rum this alone. This is a scene that didn't have to happen. Aaron, I don't drink. Is this a thing that, that people who drink do, where they just leave the room to go to another room to stand around and drink alcohol? So, it's like a thing that happened on the Titanic, 
where the men would excuse themselves from the women to go to the smoking lounge to smoke their cigar and drink their scotch and make plans about how they would take over the world and they would leave the women behind because the women are too dumb and then they can only talk about dresses. So in this scenario, Archie <laughs> and Veronica can only talk about dresses. Mm, yes, that makes sense. I agree with that. Archie is the women. Uh Betty has a new plan. <laughs> Remember how last episode we were very sad because Betty and Kevin aren't best friends anymore? Yeah. The show decided to prove us wrong. Well, I don't know if I would say this is best friends. Uh, Betty, one-time cam girl, which never really came up again, uh, decides that she needs to, uh, well, catfish chic. With Kevin. With Kevin. Because he's the only gay guy she knows, and there's no way she could get someone to pretend to be a gay guy. She's going to get fangs. No. <laughs> yeah. So we learn during the show, and this comes up again and again, I don't think the writers of Riverdale know what cam people do. Yeah, so it seems that Kevin, number one, has his own camera, which doesn't maybe I, I don't know i think all laptops have cameras in them now well no i just mean like but i don't feel like cam sessions usually have someone else with the, i mean i guess it, oh that's what you mean yeah yeah isn't it just someone like doing stuff and there's a chat room that's like hey do this thing like maybe there because this seems like a one-on-one maybe there's one-on-one this but, is just like a private chat with the video camera but at a certain point we paused it to read um sheik's bio <laughs> bio and it's very badly written which is fair i guess Sheik is very dumb there's well my favorite thing about it is that it's clearly someone trying to write a badly written bio so mm. there's one point where there's a double period and no space uh there's one point where just the word yes is capitalized at the end of a sentence no it's not yes it's you oh yeah you i guess i guess maybe to enforce you but not too much, or else you'd capitalize them all. Exactly. It's just a little bit of enforcement. Um, Sheik explains how he uh, can do anything that someone dreams of. But mostly what he does is harass Kevin about the fact that Kevin doesn't take his shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. Chick, I'm like... Chick Kevin, really wants... Um... Like Kevin doesn't need to take his shirt off. The whole point of camming is you do the things, yeah, you... and they sit back and watch. Yeah, you're supposed to be the forward one in this. You're supposed to be like, oh, do you want me to do this? I'm such a bad boy. Unless if unless if uh, Kevin made it clear that he likes being submissive, which well, that's fine too. I think this is the third session they've had. But it's mostly just Sheik sitting on his bed. Also, I think uh, Kevin's screen name is Big D eighty six. I hope not. That makes no sense. <laughs> Where'd he get the 86 from? He wasn't born in 86. <laughs> I mean, it'd be funny if it was Big D69, but you know. <laughs> they couldn't go that far. Also, no, they couldn't. Sheik's name continues to be Chick, but we will continue to call him Sheik. Because yeah. that is, in fact, how it is spelled. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like the Hiram Hiram thing. This is this is a conscious choice we're making. Yeah, we know we're wrong. His name is Sheik. Like, he's very he's very not Sheik. He's very creepy. <laughs> so creepy. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Kevin flirts with Sheik for a little bit. And then we finally find out what they talked about just a scene ago. Though, though we we learned about it through Archie and Veronica. Why couldn't they just show us the scene? But, no uh, one wanted to be bothered to write that? Well, no, because cause it's always more interesting when you show teenagers. <laughs> so, uh, Luke Perry Andrews might run for mayor. Yeah, the Lodges want him to run for mayor. And Archie he, is so against this. Archie hates this. He's like, what? What are you? Dad! And then he, like, talks to his dad in the truck. And his dad's like... <laughs> 
Yeah, I've always wanted to be the mayor. It was my dream when I was a little kid. <laughs> this is the first we're hearing of this, but that's fine. No, you know what? Actually, that's fine. TV shows do this all the time. And also, parents don't always tell kids their childhood dreams. Yeah. Like, if we asked our mom what she wanted to when she grew up. Yeah. Have you mayor. ever asked her that? The mayor. The mayor. The mayor. Probably the uh, mayor. And I'm not worried because I'm like, Luke Perry's incorruptible. Even if the law just give him money, I, I can all... I can, 100% imagine law just being like, well, now that we paid for your way into office, I guess you owe us a favor. And he's like, as long as it's not an illegal one. <laughs> and they'd be like, but. And he'd be like, I mean, mm. you made a campaign donation. <laughs> Lots of people do that. Yeah, you you were very actually upfront about this. And also, I'm incorruptible and have no skeletons. Luke Perry Andrews, the only thing I've ever done is sleep with your wife and everyone knows <laughs> about that. Also, I didn't sleep with her. Just kissed her some. Also, it may have hired people from Canada, though the FBI agent came and I looked up all my papers and I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure I didn't hire any people pretty from sure Canada. I didn't. Like, the one thing he did is he falsified um, Jughead's Jughead, time sheet. But they don't know about that. No one knows about that. No one knows about that. Only Jughead and Archie do. I don't even think Archie knows. <laughs> Archie should know, but I don't think he knows. I think Archie forgot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only Jughead knows. And Jughead likes Luke Perry Andrews, so his crime is okay. <laughs> Mostly Luke Perry just is like, I gotta do something. I wasn't even in... I I got shot, and then I've just been boring. Why am I not on the show anymore? I got shot. How did that just get... That just slid away. Guys, in case you forget, I was Dylan on 90210. (laughs) Dylan! Make make me do something! Dylan McKay, guys! So he, uh, he's thinking about running for mayor. He loves mayor. So Cheryl Blossom is wearing shorts and boots. Yeah, she... Which distracted me. Then I realized the scene is actually about something. <laughs> yeah, the Blossoms are meeting with their estate lawyer, who's like... He's like, hey, I know your dad died months ago. There was a secret will. And Cheryl's like, yeah. <laughs> dad was also chaotic neutral. The, I mean, I, I think he's chaotic evil. Um, man, the one of their family's chaotic good. No. Uh, Maybe Jason. <laughs> We, we don't yeah you know what jason actually might have been chaotic good he he did run away when he because he was willing to deliver the drugs. the drugs to like essentially help his family his yeah. not so, his not the family he hates the family he actually likes yeah and then he was just gonna run away so he didn't have to be a part of the badness yeah i'd say he's chaotic good oh man and he died <laughs> him dead that's so sad they lost their chaotic good balance now they just have chaotic neutral left <laughs> and evil uh, but he's like, there is a secret will, and we're going to do it in a public reading. Because that's what the secret will dictated. <laughs> because, because as, we, as we all know, uh, the Blossoms love their drama. And Cheryl's like, I mean, he did run cocaine, so, <laughs> all right. Yeah, th- this seems like we could still have a... I feel like stuff would have gone repossessed. Like... Like, don't you want to get But a... he didn't necessarily buy the things with the cocaine money. I bet he was very smart and all of the money went through the maple syrup business. Yeah, I guess. So, I... is all legit. Yeah, I don't know if they could, like, take his stuff and be like, well, it, it was illegal. But, but he they died. can't prove. Just because they found the cocaine doesn't mean, like, if they can't find a paper trail. Yeah, I guess. Also, you saw what kind of detective Sheriff Keller is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Hal Cooper wants a divorce. Because, yeah. Because, yeah. Because, yeah. My favorite thing about this scene is when Hal Cooper's like, you did, you you picked a stranger over me. Betty, I can't believe you would do this. And Betty's like, no, no, Dad, I'm on your side now. I don't pick the stranger. I don't pick the stranger anymore. I, 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 I'm, I'm totally on your side. And he's just like, uh, 
Okay, and then they just move on. <laughs> with just the just ignores it. <laughs> just like, and Alice ignores it. Yeah, they're like, all right, whatever, Betty. You're a child. You I liked when Hal Cooper was like, Alice, I've treated you like a goddess and done everything you want for 20 years. And I was like, Hal, I've seen this TV show. That's not true. We don't know what the last 19 years are like. 19 and a half years. But the last six months. Yeah, maybe we just got real bad in the last six months. Real fast. Real bad. Uh, the Lodges, of course. Th- we, get, we get a lot of this. There's a lot of these mini scenes where mm-hmm. the Lodges talk to Veronica and be like, Hey, Veronica. Make Archie make his dad do things. And Veronica's like, I feel bad. And then the next scene, she just does it. It's true. But before she does it, Archie wants some advice. From Jughead, where he's like, I am in the mafia, <laughs> but maybe my dad should not be in the mafia. He really doesn't give his dad a whole lot of credit. <laughs> oh, he's like, he's so dumb. He'll be tricked. <laughs> I was fooled by that FBI agent. There's, there, these lodges are so smart. My dad will never, they'll somehow bamboozle him and fool him. He'll never see He'll never it. see it coming. And, and every time we see Luke Perry, he's like. I know exactly what's going on. Like, you know I went to high school with them, right? <laughs> like, I know. I kn- them bad, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, Archie. I know they're bad, but also, I would like to be mayor. Yeah, this in- this entire episode is just Archie being like, my dad's so dumb! <laughs> He's dumb like me! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but, we- but his plan... <laughs> To try to, I guess, try to shame his his dad out of working with the lodges. Is he's like Jughead, Hiram Lodge bought Pop Tates. Since and, I told you that, can you tell people? And Jughead grabs his map because he loves maps and circles Pop Tates, and then goes, "My God, we're, we're all in danger." And I'm like. Ow. Oh, then he clarifies for us and says, he's like Dracula. Oh, yeah. He says, he's snapping a property like Dracula. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> That's not what Dracula is known for. This I, is... do, let's, let's just say, we learn later that they're making a very, very obscure reference to the it's fact a that... a real deep dive. That in Dracula, Dracula did buy a whole bunch of property to essentially, like, move vampires into, I guess. I don't remember that from Bram Stoker's Dracula. I cannot imagine that's in Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's got to be in, like, well, some Dracula movie. Here's in Dracula dead and loving it. Oh, we're so dumb. <laughs> Just like Luke Perry Andrews. We're bamboozled. I mean, the thing about the Bram Stoker Dracula book is that it's actually super thick and has a lot of weird meandering yeah, in it. Yeah, it could very well be in there. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I have no doubt that Bram Stoker took, a, took like, two chapters to explain real estate for vampires. <laughs> it's probably one of the sections that everyone skips over, like the sections in Les Mis where Victor Hugo's like, let me explain the Battle of Waterloo. And you're like... But I just want to know what happened to Jean Valjean and that bread. You, you had a, you have a main character, and you're just like, let's set him aside for now. It's like, but Victor Hugo was Jean Valjean at the Battle of Waterloo. No, 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 no. You just want to tell us about French stuff, huh? Oh wait, Nordier eventually looted the fields. Okay. <laughs> okay, I guess that's sort of character stuff for him, though he does that a lot. So, and that doesn't relate to the story as it were but thanks i tell you what monster hugo i'm gonna watch the musical version sounds good where they skip over the battle All of waterloo that <laughs> the battle of waterloo that happened like 20 years before the part of the story we're at 
<sighs> yeah. So then we have a short scene where Jughead tells the Coopers about Pops because uh newspapers well, yeah he he essentially just explains real estate he's like he's buying up all these properties that are super cheap and i'm like yeah that's what real estate people do that's how you become a real estate mogul like here's the thing okay so we know that he devalued the drive-in the drive-in purpose. though uh, though how much he would have had to do that we have no idea I can't imagine he did anything to Southside High. That yeah. was terrible on its yeah. own. Pop Tate's was going down because there was a murder there, and the town was like, eh, there was a murder there. Which is why when the town's going to be upset because Pop Tate's sold Pop Tate's. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no. The town was the one who were like, eh, murder. We hate Pop Tate's. We hate Pop Tate's. <laughs> can't imagine the, the, the lodges behind. They're like, oh, now we double hate Pop Tate's. Like, <laughs> right? Like, like, all, like all, all, right now, the lodges, other than being doing other illegal stuff, the actual their plan is not super illegal. <laughs> they bought the uh, trailer park, which everyone had to move out of because no one was paying rent. Yeah, what's it? He's still blaming like the lodge, being like, "Uh, this is clearly Hiram's fault." <laughs> like, he was gonna kick us out. Like, no, God, no. I mean, I guess Hiram was like, "Hey, remember those was back taxes? Why didn't you collect them?" I guess. I guess. But also. He wasn't like about Jughead. Taxes, uh, I, rent. I, I know your dad went to prison because he's a good guy, essentially. <laughs> but like, maybe cast a little bit of shade over at the Blossoms. <laughs> it is the Blossoms' fault that your dad was in jail and couldn't pay rent. It is not Hiram Lodge's fault that your dad was in jail and couldn't pay rent, and now he doesn't pay rent. Yeah, Jug- you have to pay rent if you're going to live somewhere. Yeah, the- Jughead is really focused on the lodges with like blinding fury. Like I can imagine Jughead walking down the street, tripping, falling down, and being like, "Ah, Hiram! He made this floor unlevel. He made the sidewalk crack." He's gonna like be sprinkling salt on like his fries, and the top's gonna fall off. And he'll be like, "Hiram." <laughs> Ever since he took over Pop Tate's, the salt is shoddy. <laughs> he's going to go in the shower, reach outside to grab a towel, and there's no towel there. And he's going to go, Hiram. <laughs> I mean, that one was Hiram, though. Yeah, Hiram snuck into his bathroom with Soul's tie. He's essentially towel. the Grinch, but with mm. towels, not gifts. Yeah, the Grinch. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a good reference. Thanks. Yeah, Jughead explains real estate. Then we have a short scene where Veronica's like, hey, I want to help your dad with this campaign. And because Archie can't lie, he just hangs up the phone. <laughs> That's that scene. There's no more to it. Uh, Betty arrives home because Polly's back. Polly brought the babies home because she's going to the will reading. <laughs> because Polly wants money. Which, again, the Coopers, not doing their job as the newspaper. No. Have not. Because... Have not Just heard because of they sold the paper doesn't mean they don't work at the paper. Maybe they maybe they don't think they do anymore. Maybe they don't <laughs> so understand. now there's no reporters. <laughs> no, I don't understand how it works. There's no newspaper because they were the only reporters. <laughs> but she arrives home and she has... <laughs> Just holding one baby. Staring at it. being creepy. No, he's staring at Betty as he holds the baby. <laughs> In the dark. And, and they're like, pick up a baby, Betty. Betty first goes to the one that Alice is holding and goes... No, I'm going to take that one. <laughs> she. <laughs> He's looking real creepy. Uh, uh, then we have another short scene. Yeah. Cheryl and sh- Tony are dating. Yeah. Sh- Cheryl gives Tony kind of a makeover, but yeah. actually makes her look more slutty. 
but also more blossomy. The blouse that she was handing her seemed very see-through. Well, then she's wearing it later, and she's basically wearing the same blouse as Cheryl. Yeah. It's a see-through rose-covered blouse. Yeah, Cheryl's trying to turn Tony into her. And Mama Blossom's real mad. Yeah, no. Just in general. I mean, if there's anything I learned about the Blossoms in this uh, episode is they love just being around. Like, they they always hang around each other. And they hate each other. Yeah, like, we we sort of knew this because Cheryl always likes to, like, stare (laughs) at (laughs) Blossoms. Like, I understand they're a family and they're in the same house, but I don't feel like, like, I, I mean, I live with people. I don't feel like I'm always hanging around them waiting, like, (laughs) listening to them talk. You're like, here's a conversation for me to burst into. (laughs) But essentially, Mama Blossom's like, oh, how dare you invite someone? And then Cheryl's like, it's a public reading. (laughs) Public. Yeah, apparently anyone could go. I thought it was going to be the party. (laughs) I thought so, too. I mean, it was the party. There was no other party. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so then we have another short scene where we find out that Luke Perry Andrews applied to university and got into university to be an urban planner. Yeah. But then his dad died, so he had to come back home, which I is know, very sad. I know that actually makes sense for, like, the, the the chain of being a mayor is like, well, I like urban planning. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a mayor. He wants um, to make the city better. He, he, he unfolds his, like, drawing that's, like, a 1960s. Here's what the future's going to look like. Year 2020. Yeah, Riverdale 2020. Then Veronica bustles on in and is like, look, I made campaign stuff. <laughs> Once again, will, Veron- will Veronica's nervous, like, all- outside of screen, as soon as she's on screen, she's like, I'm fine with this. And we thought that Luke Perry Andrews was going to be like, thanks, Veronica, but I'm a grown-up, can do this myself. But instead, he likes her designs. He, he also picks the most modest one, though. Yes, he does. He's like, no, pick the one that just says my name on it. Sounds good. Then Archie confronts Veronica and is like, my dad can't be mafia. <laughs> and Veronica's like, what? That's the scene. Yeah. Um. So then we have the will reading. Yes. Well, half the will reading. Yeah, we, we get it in two parts. Just like how... Uh, <laughs> the will is broken up. The will up. is broken up. So, the grandmother gets to keep her own house. Which, I guess, is the houses they're staying in. Great. Yeah. Um, the mom... <laughs> gets the burned-down house, and... which Cheryl throws some real shade at her at. <laughs> it's like, Cheryl, you did burn that house down. And I'm once again reminded of how miraculously uh, Penelope has, has recovered. Healed. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing real good. Very good. Then we find out that half of his fortune will be equally divided amongst anyone who has even a drop of the Blossom blood. Which seems like that's impossible. Yeah, because, there's no way. Because if it's equally divided between each of them, then no one's going to get any... Like, what happens if someone comes like, hey, I have Blossom blood. I mean, they do a DNA test, the DNA test and, they're and they're like, like, we oh, already no, gave they're... away all the money. Uh, right? They can't redivide it up again. No, it's already given out. There the, must... I'm sure the actual will has, like, a time frame. Yeah, it's, like, anyone up to this point. And that explains why later they have to go through the genetic testing that the Blossoms are running. Yeah. Not just their own genetic <laughs> testing. Yeah. And this... Let's just be clear. This seems like a very Blossoms thing to do, to be like, anybody who's a part of our blood gets money. Be the master race. Because remember how Cheryl was super, like angry at Polly until she learned Polly <laughs> was also a Blossom. Yeah, yeah, had a Blossom kid in her. Ugh, they're so uh, creepy. Then, in storms Alice Cooper who is at peak crazy. Yeah, and despite her being like, I'm not a Blossom, this is very Blossom-like to wait outside until she hears the proper thing then rush in and be like, hey, 
<laughs> hey, Hal, I figured out why you're divorcing me. You want to cut me out of this money. But I have a lawyer, and that lawyer is the former mayor. And the mayor's like, oh, hold on a second. And Alice's like, I'm getting half of your fortune. I'm... <laughs> fortune how much money goes split between all of them yeah how much could there possibly there's a lot, be? Of, there's blossoms. A lot of blossoms um i'm i'm mostly confused by the fact that hal's there and his daughters are there but she hung out did she drive with them and just hung out outside <laughs> no, she's like i'll wait for you girls don't worry <laughs> don't worry i wouldn't go inside even though i know it's happening and it's a public reading so anyone can go and then immediately she's like hey, sierra sierra mccoy get down here yeah i got nothing else to do <laughs> i'm not the mayor anymore i'm not the mayor anymore so uh, Jughead does an interview at Pop Tate. To Pop Tate. Yeah, Pop Tate is not a part of this interview. <laughs> where he's like, I know all your secrets. Pop Tate's like, all right, well, let me explain this to you. My mother. So Pop Tate's been in the family for 80 years. My, and my, mo- my mother gave me the keys. She loves this restaurant. She never wants me to sell it. She'll be real sad if you tell the truth. So just wait until she's dead. And then you can say anything you want, Jughead. And all I can think is like, well, she Bobby's dead soon. Yeah, her gonna die. Because Bob Tate himself is already pretty old. Yeah. His mom's gotta be w- in her nineties. Gotta be up there, yeah. Older than Grandma Rose. Anyway, this pulls at at uh, Jug's heartstrings. And he's like, oh, my secret way to reveal the lodges. <laughs> Dead. Uh, no. Um, so back to the will reading. Cheryl and Jason, the true heirs of Clifford Blossom, will get the other half of the fortune. Yeah, which Cheryl takes as a moment to <laughs> give a speech. Give a speech. So she walks up and the lawyer's kind of like, what? Okay. She, like, he's so confused about this. She makes all these biblical references. Yeah. And then in walks Clifford Blossom. And she faints in slow motion. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I looked at the calendar and I thought, huh, two years ago, about this time, we were in London, walking around, yeah, watching Frozen. We only watched Frozen once. <laughs> also, not while we were walking around. <laughs> well, having uh, weird drinks at weird bars, <laughs> learning all about the Tower of London, yeah. and then I thought about how I bought all these ciders. And I ran out of time to drink the ciders. So yep. he stayed at home and watched Frozen one morning. And I had to have a morning cider because I was being irresponsible with my drinking yeah. by not drinking enough. Well, I mean, we were we were staying right across the street from a uh, a corner store that, that sold them. It's true. So we just picked them up. Yeah. We were also staying right across the street from a pub that was featured in the delightful film. Uh, Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. was it the exterior was the exterior. The yeah, because the different. interior does not look like the it. interior is it not that big? Yeah, but you know the pub where the kid beats up the jerks. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. Anyway, I bought a cider. <laughs> There's a lot of build up for not a lot of. All right. It's not a British cider though because I was not going to go to a store. It's St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. I am not going to a liquor store on St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, no, that was smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is just a Lone Tree Cider that's from BC, from the Okanagan Valley. It is cranberry apple flavored. Mm. It's like delicious, a little bit tart, does not taste like alcohol, aggressively gluten-free. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Kevin, would you like some cranberry apple cider? Well, as a throwback to our uh, time in London, I'm going to say, no, nah, you drink all of that. 
have your morning cider. Have Aaron. your morning and your evening cider. Morning and evening. <laughs> you counted out the amount of ciders. You decided this. But I didn't count. You them. decided this. Okay. <laughs> I was going to explain the situation, but that goof is too good. There we go. <laughs> so it's not Clifford Blossom. No. No. Apparently, oh my god, this is the most bizarre thing in this show that has had serial killers and crazy things like this. Apparently, Clifford Blossom has a twin brother. Twins are run in the Blossom family. Yes. Which I feel like was referred to once. Maybe. But it turns out there's always an evil twin. And one of the twins always tries to kill his twin. They never say that it's an evil twin. They just say that one of the twins will... Like, there's a curse that one of the twins will always kill the other twin. But Cheryl didn't kill Jason. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) I mean, she said it once, but she was wrong. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess that was her murdering. <laughs> like, I guess she sort of led up. She sort of helped She was it. complicit kind in of. his escape, which yeah. led to his murder. Yeah, but Clifford killed him. Yeah. Does this mean that one of, one of Polly's babies is going to kill the other one? Yes. Well, that happened in the series because they're very young. We're going to skip forward in time and suddenly they'll be like six and it'll be like an episode <laughs> of The Walking Dead. <laughs> That happened once, right? Right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that show. I have to ask my TV when I get home. Anyway, I think his name's like Augustus or something. <laughs> Which? He was a sailor because his yeah. brother tried to kill him and, and was like, you get out of here. I believe he was like, here's the truth. If you stay, one of us has to kill the other. <laughs> and because the Blossoms are super dramatic, they're like, of course, there's no other way. Clearly, we couldn't just not. No. I must run into the night. They, like, as far as I can tell, we know that the one brother, like, the way back there killed mm. the other one. So I guess there must have been other ones before that? You would think so, but, like... We've only heard about the one. Yeah. 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 Anyway, he's back. It's played by the same character, except this one doesn't have red hair. He's not a wig-wearing monster. He's just a normal monster. <laughs> Polly wants to get the blood test ASAP. Yeah, she really wants that money. Because she wants to start her own cult. Yeah, she says, we can start our own farm. And I'm like, oh, Polly. (laughs) Polly wants to start a cult. However, Sheik, he wants no blood test because needles are triggering for him. Yeah, he comes up with a lot of stuff where he's like, I don't... I don't want to take a blood test. I don't do anything. And it's super... It's very obvious. I don't want their blood money. I'm like, okay. And Alice's like... Girls, leave your brother alone. He can make his own choices. He doesn't have to get his inheritance. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 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 So the crazy thing also about Polly's is that she gets money and her babies get money. Well, yeah, they have blossom blood. So anybody from baby to to old person. I just want to point something out. I have never thought that Sheik was Hal's son. I have always thought he's FP's son. Yeah. And Hal is the one who has the blossom blood. Yeah. Just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Betty assumed it, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, like even she could have just been like, like, well, I mean, I'm not Hal's kid. So... So I guess we were supposed to assume he was Hal's kid. Oh, we did it wrong. I I just assumed so, because that's the only reason why this would make sense, if yeah. we assumed he was Hal's kid. I never thought he was Hal's kid. Because we know that um, Alice isn't a... Alice is not a Blossom. No. That's why she can't get the money. No. Uh, so Veronica's very bad at being a part of the mafia. I just wrote Veronica doesn't want. <laughs> I just wrote Veronica's very bad at mafia. And, oh, this is when Hermione Lodge is like, no, Veronica, 
the men think they're in charge of the mafia. Oh, they're right. being gangsters. But us, the mole, moles, we have to use our own wiles. We have to touch an arm and bat our eyelash. And we're in charge of everything. So you should do that to Archie. And Veronica's like, I'm 16. <laughs> no. And then Hermione's like, you're right. You should value your relationship. And I just feel like they're um they're they're playing uh, Hermione like this. So when we look at like the first season, they're like, oh, everything she did was this crazy in depth ploy that she had for some very vague reasons. But actually, they just hadn't decided about the mafia yet. Yeah, it's so weird they decided to go like honest mafia, not even like mafia esque. No, just mafia. mafia. This is the Godfather. Mm-hmm. This is. We went to the Mob Museum in Vegas. That is exactly yeah, what this is. This this continues with the line that what this show does is that it do, that it takes some things and it doesn't change them enough. Like Quentin Tarantino just takes some things. Let's yeah. be clear. But this show is just like, oh, it's like this. It's like, like five seasons. <laughs> you couldn't just make up a fancy sounding hotel name. Like you could have been like, oh, it's the Windenstein Hotel. Wittenstein yeah. sounds fancy. And, you know, they could have even just said, like, mob. They could have said anything. But by doing mafia, it inherently, yeah. like, like brings up the Sicilian mafia. And gangsters. Yeah. And malls. Yeah. And, like, Sicilian mafia. That's yeah, what Yeah, like they're doing the Sicilian mafia. Which they can't be a part of because you have, because for the Sicilian mafia, they want Sicilians. Yeah, you gotta be Sicilian. Yeah, they have very specific rules about it. <sighs> anyway, uh, then we move on, and Kevin is starting to feel bad for Sheik, I guess. He thinks Sheik is a good guy. Which, I don't know why. Those <laughs> The talks he has with him are super creepy. The most recent talk is Kevin's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I disappeared. I got tested, and it was scary, but I'm fine. Have you ever been tested? And Sheik's like, oh, yeah, every week. And Betty's like, oh, he's not afraid of needles. <laughs> and then Kevin, like, stares at Betty like, what are you doing? And then she's like, you're, you're clearly in an office looking at someone. But, like, also, she, he is in an office. You have to assume anyone could walk in at any time. Yeah. I'm confused about this webcam stuff he does. I think it's just video chat. They're just having video chat. Yeah, they're just they're just having a nice talk. Anyway, Kevin doesn't want to trick Sheik anymore. And Betty's like, ugh, now I have to do my own tricking. <laughs> I have to do work now. Hmm. Uh. So then Archie is like, Jughead, my dad's still real dumb. <laughs> Jughead, my dad's so dumb! He's gonna be the mayor! <laughs> you don't understand. And once he's the mayor, he has to do what the lodges say. What can we do? Like, Jughead's like, I can't run that story, man. Like, it's... It's a bad situation. I know what I, I can't do this. And then he's like, maybe you should talk to a McCoy. So then Archie has lunch with Josie. Brunch. Brunch. Because Josie says I'm brunching. Oh, good. And he's like, hey, my dad wants to be mayor. Do you think maybe your mom would tell him that being the mayor is bad? Yeah, because he's like, look, just leave out the corruption stuff, but explain the other things. So, so cut to... This wacky music playing. Well, Mayor McCoy explains to Luke Perry how... Being <laughs> the mayor works. Yeah, she's like, look, it's not all fun and games. You gotta fill out forms and meet people. And you have to deal with garbage collection and complaints. And you can't run both your business and it at the same time. And Luke Perry's like, I got a lot of good people. <laughs> I'm aware of that. And and not only that, people won't like you. They'll be stabbing you in the back. And he's like, 
I was shot earlier this year. <laughs> the best part of this. Uh, hands up for everyone in this room who's been shot. Oh, just me? Oh, just me? Just me? All like, right. My favorite thing is that Lou Perry is so, like, uh-huh, sure. But Josie and Archie's chair look like, ooh, it's working. <laughs> and then the mayor, Mayor McCoy is like, and you know, if you're the mayor, you won't make very much money. <laughs> We're like, I'm not... I'm not. You, when did I ever say I want to be the mayor to make money? Have you seen my house? Like she's saying all the wrong things to Luke Perry. Luke Perry sees that as a challenge. <laughs> He's like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> like, yeah. I love this town. The problem is, the problem is, like, there's no way Luke Perry's not going to run for mayor. Exactly. He loves this town. He loves the town too much. Um, if I'm talking about people who love things too much. Alice Cooper, she loves babies more than she loves Sheik. Yeah, she comes in and he's like, Mom, I gotta go to work. And his mom, who's who loves him. This is Alice loving someone. This yeah. is Alice who loves her child is like, no! <laughs> I'm holding a baby, take the bus. <laughs> Just take the bus. <laughs> now granted, Sheik is being a real creep. He is not late for work. No. He just does not want her to hold those babies. Well, I mean, like, but here's the thing. In this scene, like, oh my god, so much of this episode, Sheik actually bounces back and forth. And in this scene, I actually have some legitimate feelings from him <laughs> being like, hey mom, can you drive me to work? And she's like, no, I'm touching a baby. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he sure gets his evil look. <laughs> I, I always... I was just thinking that, like, what if this entire arc ended up with Sheik just being a really, really nice guy who's just creepy? He's just a sweet boy who's never had a family. <laughs> yeah, he's just a creepy guy. He can't, he can't help it. He's naturally creepy. And he would like it if he would teach him how to be less creepy. <laughs> and then I want a scene where Betty has to teach Sheik not to be creepy. He's like, all right, Sheik, I want you to step out of the shadows. He steps forward, the shadows just cover half his face. She's like, no, that's actually worse. All the way, All the way out. in the shadows. And he sips out. He's like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, well, people are not as <laughs> creeped out. Sheik, people live in the light. Sheik, try blinking. <laughs> just, just at times. And he blinks too much. He's like, no. <laughs> no. And then there's a wacky montage of him trying on a bunch of different outfits. <laughs> and one of them's just like a leather apron. <laughs> like, no. And is Betty shaking her head or giving a thumbs up? <laughs> Yeah, I want the scene where Betty teaches Sheik how not to be a total creep. Season finale, anyone? <laughs> oh, it'd be a great season finale. So then uh, Pop Tate. Like, this entire episode is like a lot of short scenes, so we're just blasting, yeah. not blasting through them. It's been 45 minutes. <laughs> but Pop Tate straight snitches on Jughead. <laughs> he full on comes to the lodges and is like, this I has to be the to same. Tell you something. This has to be the same night. Yeah, it's later that day. And he's like, like, hey, you know who came to me today? Jughead, he he says he knows. So then the Lodges have a State of the Union, and Veronica, and they're like, well, only we knew and Archie. And yeah, like, hire me. How come you idiots told Archie? Well, I mean, to be fair, also, they don't just know. Do you know who else knows? Everybody in that room that you told about it, Hiram. Oh, yeah, that's true. You said it at a poker table. All the Mafias know. And only one of them is dead. And also, he didn't tell the Mafias. The Mafias knew. Well, no, because you know, because remember he said that like, like, because like, he cause oh, when he was big, insulting the poutine, Papa Poutine was insulted like the poutine, insulted the poutine, and then um, and then he insulted like, oh, Pop Tate, like this place sucks, and then Hiram's like, well, guess what? I own this place. So, uh, all the mafias know. So everybody knows Hiram. <laughs> it's not just you three and our. I wanted to know what to be like. Only three name characters know about this. <laughs> Papa Poutine, him dead. Yeah, he dead. However, he could have written a note, and anyone could have read that note. 
<laughs> Maybe Papa Putin has a diary. He comes home every night. Dear well, diary, these are the things I learned about the mafia. Well, we know today. That, we know that he was at least talking to someone at Pop Tates. It feels like that information could have gotten out. Very easily. In, from the mafia, who, who might want to discredit Hiram after he killed Papa Poutine. And maybe they want to be in charge of the mafia. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because... there's a secret criminal un- uprising. Anyway, what... Hiram is furious. And Veronica's like, excuse me, it was me. Yeah, and he says something about, like, our inner circle is, is like, turning on us. And I'm like, is... Pop Tate's part of your inner circle? Is Archie part of your inner circle? That seems dumb. What is happening? What is your plan? Like, he's like, this ruins everything. I'm like, how? How? Who cares? Who actually cares? The only one who cares is Pop Tate. Like, I understand him being like, look, you can't let this get out because it will will, kill my mother. Yeah. But why does Lodge supposed to be an evil guy? Like... The only other person who cares is Jughead. Yeah, I think it'd be great if Pop's like, this can't get out. It will kill Pop Tate's mom. <laughs> That's a sweet old lady. What if this turned out and everybody who we thought was bad was actually, like, the best guy? I continually think that uh, Hiram Lodge is just a good guy who's like, I just want to bring wealth to this town. <laughs> and I keep accidentally doing crime. <laughs> but why do they keep fighting me on it? I just want the town to do good. Yeah, Papa Poutine was just a guy who had, like, deep depression issues. And he just committed suicide. Yeah, and all this moth, and whenever he says the New York family, he just means his family in New York. He has a very big extended family. Yeah. Lots of brother-in-laws. You yeah. saw all those women that related to him. Yeah. Like, what if what if it ends up in everything he said? Like, and he didn't even go to... Like, he was actually, like, a patsy for embezzlement. It's like the end of Arrested Development. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, oh, my God, he actually was telling the truth. And the he was a patsy. The entire time. The entire time. And then Hermione just, like, made a mafia connection. And he keeps on being like, but, babe... <laughs> hey, we're not part of the mafia. We're Spanish. We're not <laughs> I, Sicilian. I learned what a mall is. And, like, okay, that's cool. I'm glad you're doing research, babe. <laughs> glad you're having fun, babe. Uh, hey, babe. Then uh, Jughead and FP sort of talk a little bit about how Jughead wants to do. He wants to. He wants to expose. Expose. He wants to expose Hiram for something. He literally does not know what's going on. No, he's he's rigging the game. But he, but he's not. Like the the worst. He's just buying stuff. The worst thing he did was hire FP to devalue. The drive-in. Which FP tells Jughead during the scene. Yeah. And, like, and Jughead's like, nah, that one doesn't count. <laughs> and the FP's like, I mean, if you can't find anyone to snitch, I can snitch. Because no one else would snitch. No one else devalued the property. Like, other properties were already devalued. Yeah, if anything, were already bad. If anything, Hiram is just a very good businessman. He's who's very like, savvy. He's like, this is a bad place. This is a bad place. This place is being closed down because, you know, the town says a murder happened there. <sighs> so, luckily, FP doesn't have to be a snitch because Jughead gets a phone call from Riverdale's very own Deep Throat, which, to be honest, I know we watched the previously on, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, it's Clifford Blossom. Yeah, I mean, Augustus Blossom. Yeah. Yeah. Fake Clifford Blossom. It's Guys, it's not. It's Smithers. We yeah. saw Smithers during the opening credits. The opening. Of course it's, of course it's going to be Smithers. Of course it's Smithers. Uh, but we'll get to that scene. I forgot how TV works. Yeah. Uh, Veronica goes up to Archie and is like, Archie! I mean, Archie's working out. Let's be, yeah. we, we have to mention this. Archie is working out. He's he, angry, shirtless, <laughs> he is shirtless, doing pull-ups. Yes. Just like how he does push-ups when he's angry. Yeah, but he ran out of push-ups. Now he's just doing... Pull-ups. Just pull-ups. So, yeah, shirtless scene for Archie. 
uh, Veronica comes storming in. She's like, how dare you tell secrets? Do you do you know what my father would do to you if he knew this? And then she's like, my dad can't be in the mafia. And then she's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Your dad's fine. And I'm like, Veronica, you just said. Do you know what my dad would do? What are, what are you... What are you talking about? Then she's like, no, Archie, it's too dangerous. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't know what she knows. I don't think Archie does either. Archie's like, I know things. Like, you're, you. Veronica, I saw your dad kill someone. We're going to talk about Papa Poutine. How do you think he died? (laughs) How about the the fact that that guy in the forest never reappeared? How do you think that happened? I know you think he got away. But I think... And yet Veronica's like, no, he's dangerous. You don't know what you're talking about. Your dad's fine. It's This is terrible, Archie. Everything's cool. In comes Luke Perry Andrews, who's like, hey, guys, I'm Luke Perry Andrews. I'm going to be mayor. <laughs> and Archie's like, no. And Veronica's like, excellent. <laughs> so uh, Betty is straight creeping for some DNA. Yeah, so she steals some floss. From Sheik, because I guess his teeth bleed a lot when he flosses. He's never flossed before. That actually makes... I'm willing to give that. He can't afford floss. Yeah, that makes sense. But in the Cooper household, Alice stays in the bathroom with you until you floss. Yeah. Uh, and then he go, and then he's a little bit creepy, or yep. a whole lot creepy. He comes into the bedroom, and he sees Betty, and he's like, Betty, I think Polly has to leave. The thing you have to know is love is finite. There's only so much to go around. So unless Polly leaves, there's no love for us. Also, don't use my bathroom again. <laughs> I was like, how, how Betty's uh, it doesn't even just go like, no, that's wrong. Like, at no point <laughs> does she think, oh, you know what? Sheik might have just had a really hard upbringing, you know, on the streets. Sheik doesn't know how families do. Yeah, like, there's so many, like, wasn't this is what I mean about Sheik's, like, wavering so much. Like, sometimes he's just straight up creepy. Sometimes he's like, oh, he's a really sad and broken boy. The thing is, he delivers the lines <laughs> yeah. with, like, genuinely no inflection or emotion. Yeah, in hard shadows. Which makes it. Creep, which is why Betty has to teach him. Yeah. Humans allow their voices to modulate up and down in tempo and in tone. Now you try. Hello, my name is Sheik. Oh, God. No. Buddy, <laughs> is your name Sheik? Yes. No, yes, my name is Sheik. Oh. Sheik, what if you went by Charlie instead? <laughs> my name is Cooler. Sure. Better. Uh, Jughead jumps into his time machine and, and goes heads- back to the 60s. Yeah, and he's in a bus depot. Yeah, like, with... Old-timey music and old-timey costumed people. Yeah. And who's there? Deep Throat. And who's Deep Throat? Smithers. Yeah. I don't feel like I spoiled it earlier. <laughs> and he, and he's like, hey, uh, I used to drive uh, Hiram places, and he, he used to always go to huh, Shankshaw Prison. I have a question, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Remember how we uh, just watched the pilot? Yeah. And Hermione was like, oh my god, Smithers, I haven't seen you for so long. It's so good to see you. I guess, um... Smithers only does the driving (laughs) in Riverdale, and sometimes Hiram just goes to Riverdale. I guess so. Also, Smithers cares a lot about Veronica and wants to make sure she's okay. I wasn't focused that much on that. I was mostly focused on the dumb name. Yeah. Shankshaw. Because this is what I was talking about. Five seasons where they're just like, get it? 
it's close. It's like it's... Shawshank, but it's not. <laughs> it's like Shawshank, but it's dumb. Also, this didn't come up earlier it... at some point what? in the show what? that FP was in Shank Shaw prison. I don't know. I guess not. Um, I... <laughs> I'm actually also impressed that Jughead wasn't like, ah, I hear, I hear your name is Wide Gullet. <laughs> so deep throat. A deep throat. <sighs> so not Clifford Blossom is uh, apparently nicer. He makes some very uh, co- he insinuates that he realizes that Cheryl and Tony are a couple, and he is okay with and it. He's okay with it. Who is um, Mom and Blossom? Very upset that Cheryl has a friend. <laughs> yes, and uh, Grandmama Blossom never wants Augustus to leave again. Again. She's go, very sad. Go back on his sailing boat How as a sailor he is. He can't go back to the ship. It's funny because he walks in like a peacoat and like an old, like an old, like he should have like a corncob pipe. And you mean be, an eye patch? And an eye patch and he should just be on the sea being like, aye, the waves are rough these days. And I'm very sad he's not. He's a sailor. He's a sailor man. Um, what I re- Oh. Jughead has tried to call the warden so many times. At, I need to say it every single time, at Shankshaw Prison. In a shocking turn of events, the warden is not interested in calling a 16-year-old. <laughs> Stop calling me, this is a prison. And he probably calls, he's like, excuse me, I understand that once Hiram Lodge came to visit there, I'm Jughead Jones and I do investigations. <laughs> Tell me what you know! Tell me about the crimes! Because he's very, very <laughs> bad. At interviewing. <laughs> All right, 16-year-old boy, I'm going to hang up now and you're never going to call me again. I have prison job to do. So then Jughead's like, Dad, it's so hard. And FP's like, I mean, I went to that prison. I know a guy. I'm gonna, his name is War Baby or something like that. We'll just go visit him. We'll go see War Baby in Shanksha. Great. Um, so Polly also thinks that Sheik is just the creepiest. I like how there's no scene where Polly's like, how did he get here? And Betty's like, I don't know. She's <laughs> just, just like, he just kind of showed up. Betty, he's very creepy. He stares a lot. He looks at the twins with rage. <laughs> Maybe we need to get rid of him. I once saw him staring at one of my babies and drawing his thumb across his neck in a slash motion, in a slash neck motion. And Polly's uh, just like, oh my god. Or Betty's just like, oh my god. Finally, someone else thinks he's creepy. Your dad thinks he's creepy. Yeah, Betty, you're, everyone you're, thinks he's creepy except for your mom. Your dad thought he was creepy first. <laughs> like, everyone thinks he's so creepy. And, and it, I don't know. Like, I, don't I guess know. I, I shouldn't feel, well, I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't feel this way. But I can't help but, like, every single time this comes up, look at Betty and be like, Betty, this is so much your fault. But she's 16. Yeah. So they get home. The babies are not there. She took them for a creepy walk in <laughs> yeah. a creepy carriage by the river. At in at nighttime, by the way. It's at their bedtime. Yeah. It's after their bedtime. And Alice is well, I mean, Alice doesn't know how babies work. That's She's true. just like knitting and is like, Why well, you take the babies out? That's He's what giving she, a nice thing. I gave I gave him a gave him a dram of brandy and sent him off to bed. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you do babies, That's right? How you do babies. Anyway, the babies are fine. Yeah, he comes back in with like a <laughs> with like an Adams family type stroller. Yeah. And w- once again he's like the babies are fine. They're fine. And once again at this moment I wanted him to just be a nice guy who's really creepy. 
I tried to find the nice stroller, but I couldn't find it. So it just this one was in the basement. I just thought it'd be okay. I wanted the babies to be safe. <laughs> Look how much it squeaks. <laughs> it makes the babies go to sleep. It makes it more fun. <laughs> makes it more fun. <laughs> oh, Sheik. Oh, Sheik, you need to learn how not to be creepy. So, uh... So we got sort of like a chain of yeah. events here. FP and Jughead interview the prisoner. Yeah, War Baby, and he's like, I'll tell you everything that's going on off screen. Archie explains the Dracula metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Hiram, he's like, you're like Dracula. Let me explain how. <laughs> Let me explain this metaphor my friend made that I'm going to repeat to you. <laughs> so the audience will understand. Yeah, and he's like, you're going to bring organized crime to Riverdale. And I'm like, why? Yeah, it, that seems unnecessary. Why? <laughs> You know, you know where organized crime really wants to go? Small towns in Maine. Maine? Maine? I mean, it's Vancouver, but I think they think they're in Maine. They're where they need to be when they need to be. <laughs> and uh, then yeah, Hiram's... He, he, sorry, he has his notebook, by the way, where, oh, yeah. he's, where he's like, when that fake FBI agent... I started writing down everything you didn't said. And I was like, I said so many things in front of this boy. He's actually worried about it. <laughs> He's like, oh no. Oh no, this boy. <laughs> the fake FBI gamble didn't work. It turned out he actually collected evidence. Oh. Ah, and the police will believe the writings of this young boy. Well, he is Luke Perry Andrews' son. I, you could also just tell them it, though. Yeah. Why is it, why is it that he <laughs> wrote it? to be written down? Why is it that he wrote it in a journal that's all of a sudden more... <laughs> it has more weight. <laughs> you think he'd be just forget? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm lucky, this boy will forget all these things. Short scene. Polly is leaving. Alice Cooper doesn't care because Sheik turned her against Polly. <sighs> Sheik told Alice all along that Polly would leave one day. Yeah, I mean, and and when Polly leaves, she's not going back to the farm. She's going I, someplace else. Yeah, she's going to San Francisco, which I guess. Ma- which makes me sad, because I wanted to see that cult farm. Please yeah. don't tell me this is the end of the cult farm. There better be more. I They'll come after her. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, where's Polly? And that's going to be like the third arc of this season. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, Some uh, more short scenes. Wait, wait there, there, there is an important moment. Oh, yes. Yeah, because Sheik, with, remember the photo where he cut Hal out? Now he cuts Polly out. It's all coming down. I'm confused by his plan. <laughs> what, my he favorite... wants a picture of just Alice, but he doesn't know how to get it. Actually, my favorite thing about this is the concept that he was being creepy on purpose. <laughs> is that he's like, like I'm not going to hurt her and the babies, but I'm going to be real weird till she leaves. All I want is a mom and no sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's a whole bunch of short scenes. The Lodges think FP and Jughead know. What do they know? We don't get to know. <laughs> yeah. Jughead tells Betty Cooper what happened. And she thinks that Hiram Lodge is a monster. And, and, and she's looking at papers like, this is the best thing you ever wrote. And then uh, Jughead's like, yeah, let's print this in the school paper. And I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. Do we get to know what happens? No. No. Mr. Weatherby says that they cannot print that because you can't write libel about people's parents in the school newspaper. Also, it's a school newspaper. If this is like a big crime story, do something else. The lodges tell Luke Perry Andrews and Luke Perry Andrews and Archie what happened. Which is cutaway. A, um, then, oh yeah, I think yeah. the cutaway was actually to Weatherby. Whatever, however, I just wrote cutaway. All these sequence of events happen, yeah. and then we get finally, finally, we finally. learn. We learn what the lodges' plan is. They are building a for-profit prison and housing. 
great. The housing is for the people who work in the prison. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be primarily used for that, but anyone could presumably live there. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, the school is going, the area the school's on is going to be turned into a for-profit prison. And Which makes sense because that school is basically a prison anyway. It has chain link inside it. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of was. Um, and then the, uh, yeah, and then. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. prison. I don't care. Luke Perry Andrews, filled with rage, thinks he's been a patsy. Yeah, Luke. Wants to leave. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you're going to turn my town into a prison. And I'm like. No, no, there's going to be a prison in your town, which, like Hiram Lodge says, is not a bad thing. I went to school in Kingston, Ontario, which has, at the time, four prisons. Yeah. Um, I went to the education campus. Yeah. Directly across the street from us was what used to be the women's prison, was abandoned yeah. when I went there. Yeah. It was going to be turned into a museum, but school abandoned women's prison across the street from that maximum security prison where paul bernardo is incarcerated the only maximum security prison in canada i don't know there's not a lot Uh, there was also two other prisons in kingston you know who lives in kingston like nurses students and former convicts who are like oh i got my life straight no more crime for me Kingston is a super safe, fun, beautiful town. Yeah. It's fine. Lots of prisons. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think for-profit prisons are terrible. Yes. For-profit prison, bad. But that doesn't seem to... Like, if the focus was Luke Perry was like, a for-profit prison? For-profit prisons are a travesty on our constitution. They're running things... He's just like, a prison in general? I think the biggest problem is, is this going to be run by people who care about the inmates as human individuals? Or is this going to be run by people who just want to make a buck? Yeah. And the weird thing is that, like, can... So, we learned that Hiram Lodge was in prison. They mentioned that. They yes. mentioned that, like... He was in prison, but not Shankshaw. Is someone with a criminal record allowed to own another prison? Well, he was, like, sw- swiped of all the charges. I guess. It still seems weird. Swiped is not the right word. <laughs> Did he come up with this while he was in prison? He's like, what if I own this place? Hmm. So... <sighs> I know we're still going a long time, but this is the reveal of the plan. I feel like we should spend a couple minutes on it. The plan is less dumb than I thought it would be. Because you thought it was going to be a mall. Yeah, I thought they were just building a mall. It's A mall with, like, very expensive condos on top of it. It's still, like, it, it's, it feels very... Here's the weird thing. So, it feels very archie in a sense of being of like this weird like 1950s like <gasps> crime in our town a prison in our town like clutching their pearls but the prison being there will make the crime because do you really think the serpents are gonna be able to do well the serpents don't do crime <laughs> do you really think that other gang the ghoulies the ghoulies are gonna be able to run their drug racket under the nose of a prison no yeah it i also I don't believe that Hiram Lodge has the capacity as a person to run a corrupt, <laughs> unsafe prison. No. You know what I mean? I think he's going to run rich guy prison. Yeah. So, like, like I think like he's going to be a minimum security for yeah. profit prison. <laughs> it, like, I I have to believe that there has to be more of this plan. Because if the plan is just that, oh, we bought up all these little properties and we're building a for-profit prison in town. Like, remember Betty's? reaction he's a monster he's ins- more insane than we thought and i'm like why he's building in your town he's just building a building in your town and yeah it's not an industry that you like but it's not like he's building an abattoir 
Yeah. Like, like, once again, if there's more focus on the fact that it was a for-profit prison. Like, I think the reason they chose for-profit is because, oh, it's... He's uh, a business. It's, it's business. High and large. They're, they're, they might do some things with that. But the fact that there's no real focus on, on this that it, like... I and don't like, care enough. Hiram, because, um, so Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Their prison becomes a for-profit prison yeah. partway through one of the seasons. Hiram Lodge does not have, <laughs> I think, the business acumen to be the people from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> like, he's too... Soft? He's too mafia-y. Yeah. Like, he, like, this doesn't fit with the rest of the stuff he's doing. He's like Al Capone, where he's like, I'll do anything to make a buck, but the people who I love, I love, and I'm going to love those prisoners. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the plan, and it's not a great plan. I don't feel like it's as bad as the... It's like when Betty was being a cam girl, and, like, the, the worst thing is that she's doing it underage, but you're not focusing on that. And also, this TV show seems to think camming is just video chatting yeah 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 <sighs> okay so a bunch of short scenes like perry andrew storms out archie says no i'm gonna <laughs> stay i want to hear what they have to say dad you're so dumb <laughs> <laughs> um we find out that hermione is running for mayor but it's pretty obvious that luke perry andrews is also still gonna run yeah. i mean <laughs> i mean jughead and fp are like oh man this town's doomed now i'm like no she do you really think Hermione is going to beat Luke Perry? She does say, though, she's like, this town's had a rough couple of years, and I'm going to bring it back. And I'm like, you mean a rough six months. Six months. Also, it just, remember when she came into town and no one wanted to hire her? Yeah. It seems weird that they'd be like, oh, but now that she's the mayor, we're fine with. Now you should be mayor. Like, presumably she's going to do underhanded and, like, criminal evil, things. Criminal yeah. things. Beat people up at the polling booth or something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, let's do straight 1950s or ni- <laughs> like early 90s things. Yeah. <sighs> um, Mama Blossom and not Clifford Blossom are working together to get rid of everyone to get a fortune. Yeah, so he might be killing them. It might be per- left purposely vague because he's like, because she's like, for first it's uh, uh, Rose and then Cheryl, and he's like, of course. Cheryl overhears it. A tear runs down her face. Yeah, it'd be it'd be great if it's just like you'll take them out for ice cream first, mother, <laughs> and then she'll like then she you convince her to like me, and then Cheryl, and you'll convince her to like me. And he's like, of course I'll make them like you. I already like you, and they already like me. <laughs> you know, if anyone's listening and they totally think we are gonna murder them, <laughs> 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 the blossoms. And then we find out the cheek is not Betty's brother. Who is he? I mean, he's... Like I pointed out earlier, he's her half-brother. Yeah. He just doesn't have the Blossom blood. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess all the Blossom care about is like, oh, no, he doesn't have Blossom blood. Didn't explain that it's like... Yeah. Maybe, I mean, you two are related. Maybe you should have sent that to like a real blood bank, not... <laughs> not the Blossoms who only cared. Like, they just had a screen that popped up Blossom or no Blossom. And they're like, oh, no and, Blossom. And Betty. Betty... Who's supposed to be so smart could not imagine in her head that this was that they they shared one parent rather than two. Can't imagine half siblings. She could not possibly be. She's like, well, because our we don't share a father. Who are you? Like, oh, I'm still uh, well, I'm, still Alice's son. Alice's son. Though my question is like, so then Hal must know about this, and he never brought it up. Well, he did keep saying he's a stranger. He's not a part of our family. I know, but he's being. He's dumbly vague about obtuse. it. <laughs> it's like Hal, just be like, well, no, he's your kid, not mine. Meanwhile, Sheik is not Betty's brother, 
But Hiram and Archie become blood brothers and Archie burns his diary. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, Great. It's a really weird scene. It's a really weird scene. It's a really weird scene. I accidentally saw it before we watched the episode. <laughs> so this entire episode, I was just like, oh, they're going to be does it make any? Does it make any more sense now that you've seen the episode? No. Mm, all right. Uh, so Kevin. You're going to ask me? Yeah. All right, go right ahead. I'm watching this, and you have to develop an insane metaphor like I usually do. All right. Watching this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find myself a CW moment? Did I find myself a moment where logic and reason enters into a spaceship and flies to the stars only to burn up on re-entry and be replaced with drama? I usually try to link it to the episode, but that was good work. Oh, there's space in the episode. There's space everywhere, Aaron. I'm making skeptical faces. You're always in space. Thanks. Also, you try to link it to the episode? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yes, all right. Or a thing we discussed. <laughs> I know, I did find a CW moment. Tell me more. Um, I'm calling it a CW moment because I'm, because it's just such a weird, when Betty approaches Sheik at the end and is like, mm. you're not who you says you are, says you are. <laughs> you're not who you says you are. Uh, but it's so obvious what the answer is going to be that. Well, and you know it's one of those fake Riverdale fakeouts where yeah. it's going to be dealt with immediately at the beginning of the next yeah. episode. Like, or, this is not going to be a season-long arc. I know, but the thing is, I, I feel like Sheik's going to draw it out in dumb ways. <laughs> where he's just going to lurk in the shadows and be like, but Alice loves me. Because well, I guess what he wants is he wants to be alone with Alice. So which means maybe he's also just being, like, what if he's just being creepy on purpose? Like, <laughs> he's not actually creepy. If I creep, creep Betty out, she'll leave. And it's, he neglects to remember she's underage. Where is she going to go? There's so this moment where Betty goes, you lied about who you are. And I'm like, no, Betty, you found him and said, you. You are my brother. You're my brother. And he's like, yeah. I like these pretty blonde women. <laughs> like, what What if he does not relate to them at all? And he's just a guy <laughs> that she found. And she's like, you're my brother. And he's like, these people seem like they have money. And she's like, you're Charles. <laughs> and he's like, I'm chic. <laughs> Which is short for Charles. That's me. That's me. Chic. Cheryl. Cheek girls. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, chick. And he's like, sure. You nailed it, sister. (laughs) How about you, Aaron? Did you find yourself a CW moment? A moment where logic was thrown out the door. Yeah. And that moment... Oh, as Riverdale's very own deep throat. Specifically, his identity. Being Smothers? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Having watched the pilot recently. Smithers, Smithers doesn't seem like he, he's just a knight, he's just a guy who's like, oh, I mean, your dad's kind of creepy, I'd be careful about him. That's someone who's like, he also he doesn't really give that much information. He also doesn't really work for Hiram. Like, he stays in Riverdale all the time. Hermione thinks it's amazing. She hasn't seen him for so long. Also, the Pembroke is the only property in her name. Yeah. 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 Thanks, TV show. Shankshaw Prison. Also, the name of the prison. <laughs> but that one is too easy. Yeah, that, that that's a freebie. <laughs> well, hey, if you like that episode, you should uh, give us a rating, a subscription, a review. Do some things on your podcatcher. Yeah, Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to find us. You can also do some things on the social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. I have been doing my best not to just post pictures of snow. 
because you guys are tired of that. You don't care about our continuous snow apocalypse. It's more. I have been sent home from work three times because it's been snowing, which is insane. Yeah, there was, there, there was code red snow yesterday. Thursday. Thursday. Whatever day. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Thursday because I was shocked that it wasn't busy at work on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you think it would be. Absolutely. But I got sent home early, and as I was driving home, I was like, there's no snow. This is nonsense. It was just, it was slick. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I will not post snow, but come to our social medias anyway and tell us what you want to see. It's all Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. You can also send us some emails at PodcastMOA, PodcastMOA at gmail.com. Will Luke Perry Andrews defeat Hermione and become mayor? What is Augustus Blossom's evil plan? Who is Sheik really? Because we will pretend we haven't guessed. For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 